Good morning, church. Okay, let us pray. Lord, we thank you once again for what you did in the first service. And we ask that we open our hearts again to you, that you fill us with your love, you fill us with all that you need for us to hear today. That, Lord, at the end of this service, we'll be going home with something in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lovely to see everybody. So we're talking about love. Amen? Love. Okay. We'll go back to our text, which is Galatians 5.22. And it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love. There are other fruits there, but I'm just going to stop at love. Amen. And I'll take you quickly to Genesis, the beginning where it all started. Genesis 2, 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living thing. So basically, God took dust, formed it, and put his breath in that dust, and that is you and I. For a seed to grow, there must be soil. So God must have known, obviously, he knows the end from the beginning. So he must have known about Galatians in Genesis. And so he made us soil so that when the seed of love is planted in our lives, it would grow a fruit. Amen. So God's love can be planted in us. Now, going back to Galatians, we can see that the beginning of Galatians 5.22 says, but... And Pastor Billy talked about that. He said, but the fruit of the Spirit. It means something contrary to the fruit of the Spirit was happening before the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit came in. And I was um, living in the flesh, living in selfishness, living in all manner of things that don't agree with the fruits of the Spirit. But now we have God who's planted his fruit in us. Amen. So what is love? What is love? Think about it. What is love? I'll tell you what it's not to start with. I know it's not a funny feeling you feel when you feel a funny feeling you've never felt before. (laughs) Amen. So uh, we can describe love as strong affection we have for someone or something. For instance, I love the Lord. I love my church. I love my pastors. I love my friends. We're cross because I said I love my shoes before I said I love my friends. <laughs> so I love my friends. I love my children. I love my husband. You know, I love so many things, but is that what this is about? Is that the fruit of the spirit love we're talking about? Let's find out. The Bible says that he who does not know God, it, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So it means that God is love. So God is, love means, uh, love isn't just what you do, is a person, is the name of our most high God. God is love, so love is God. Amen. So if God is love, it means that you and I can be loved too. So um, say, I know the Lord, it means I can go about and be loved to my neighbor and be loved to everybody. And if I don't know God, hopefully at the end of this service, I would. And I would be loved too. Amen. In Matthew 22, a Pharisee, a lawyer, 
he went to Jesus and he said, Master, or hello, (laughs) what is the great commandment? And Jesus said this, to love the Lord with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Tell your neighbor you love them. (laughs) Good, thank you. So love is others-oriented. It's not, it's not just about me saying I love. You need to show that love to somebody else. I can, I can wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and say, Oh, Jimmy, I love you. But do you know how satisfying it is to say, How did you feel when you told your neighbor you loved them? You don't even know them. But you know that is what love is. You can tell somebody else. And it feels really good. Amen. So... There's a group of people, another group of people we ought to love. Do you want to know who they are? Okay, let's go there. In Luke 6:27, it says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Right, this week, or the week just gone, I was looking on my phone. My daughter put a widget on my phone so I can go quickly into the Bible app because I keep missing my streak. <laughs> so on this particular day, the Bible verse there said, love your haters. <laughs> so think about it, yeah? As much as love is others-oriented, God actually wants us to love ourselves. Do you think, yeah? He wants us to love ourselves. There's so much happening in the world, I think that you need to take time to look after you, to just give yourself some love. Don't be too hard on yourself. Moms, dads, everybody. Just, you know, take a moment. If you need to read a book, you need to just take a minute and just sit somewhere no one can find you, do it. And just shower yourself some love. So you can show God some love by worshipping him. You can love your family, your friends, your neighbors, ourselves, our colleagues, our enemies. Okay? So how should we love? How should we love? We have a good example of love because it says God is love and we know that we have God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we have three different ways we can see how to love. Let's talk about love the Father. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only, the only one he had, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So the Father's love gives, and there's a reason why the Father's love gives, is so that we do not perish, that we have eternal life. So what about the Son, Jesus? He says, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, You will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. And he says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. So what did Jesus' love do? He sacrificed. He went on the cross. He died for you and I. He was buried Love led him there, 
Love raised Jesus from the dead. Amen. So, what about the Holy Spirit? When Jesus was going up to heaven, he left us a comforter. And the Bible says in Romans 5, 5, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Okay? Who was given to us? God pours his love into our hearts by the operation of the Holy Spirit. Why? So that we can be like him and relate to others as he does. So you've seen how the, the, how the Father's love is, how the Son's love is, and the Holy Spirit helps us to live like that. Amen. Okay, so love isn't just what we do, okay? It's not just that thing that you do or how you do something. It's who you are because that's who God is. It is what our heart is. It's what grows in our hearts. Remember, we were made with fertile soil so we can grow love. We need to allow the right fruits to grow in our lives. So how do you follow Jesus' example of love? We can love because Jesus loved us first. And we see that that love is humble, is obedient, and sacrificing. We've spoken about that already, that love led Jesus to the cross. Now, Jesus gave the ultimate sacrifice. Can we do the same? We all need to love people, okay? It's not about who that person is. It's not our concern what that sin is. You know why? Because... When the scribes and the Pharisees saw Jesus eating with Matthew, with the tax collectors and the sinners, they wondered, they said, why is he doing that? Why is he entertaining them? He wasn't entertaining their sin. He was entertaining the person, the soil that his father blew breath into. You know, because if you're not ill, if you're not sick, you don't need a doctor. It's only someone who, who's, not on, who's unwell that needs to go to the hospital. But actually, if you only love those who love you, who is like you or who behaves like you, what, what is that? Even anyone can do that. So if you have the Spirit of God inside of you, then you need to love everyone. Okay? Remember the parable of the fig tree. This tree won't bear any fruit. Remember what Billy said. The law of the farmer. Now, instead of cutting down that fig tree, what did the owner do? He pruned it. He removed the weed. He watered it. He looked after it. So is there someone in your life that you think, oh my goodness, I cannot even... No, you can. And I'm not putting too much weight on us. I'm telling us what the Holy Spirit can do for us. And sometimes people have really, really hurt us. They've hurt us so bad. But again, the Holy Spirit can help us. He heals our hearts. Amen. I was talking to um, my Discovery Kids class, and I was talking to them about having an encounter with Jesus. And one of the children put it so nicely. She said, oh, it's like having a moment. It's that moment that you have with Jesus that just changes everything for you. It changes the course of your life if you were going down that route. And then Jesus brings you back this way. Yeah, so we can show our love to anyone. For Matthew, it was at that dinner table, right? For one woman at the well, yeah, it was at the well. 
where she was fetching water. She had that encounter. For another man who was paralyzed, his friends dropped him from the roof so he could meet with Jesus who could love on him. Yeah? And uh, for a ruler whose daughter had died, he was in his house. But do you know that on the way to the ruler's house, another woman who had the issue of blood experienced the love of Jesus? So we can follow Jesus' example, okay? Whether we're in church, at school, we're on the school run, at work, the church car park, anywhere we can actually express Jesus' kind of love. Here in our church, I love my church, I just love my church so much. Here in MKCC, we believe that we are saved to serve. And our service is to God and is to each other, but it's born out of love. If you don't love God, you can't really do this service. But I know that there is a fertile soil in our hearts and God has put his love there. So I'd encourage you today, if you're sitting here in any capacity and you have love to give, why don't you ask someone how you can be of service in our church? So why should I love? It says, therefore, as the elect of God, this is Colossians 3, 12 to 14, put on tender messes, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint, even as Christ forgave you, you must also do. But above, above all these, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. So, love gives us what we need to be humble. It empowers us to be generous, to make sacrifices, to forgive. Love makes integrity, integrity, and every other fruit of the Spirit happen. Love binds us in perfect harmony. Now, God keeps his covenant to us. He keeps that to a thousand generation. I'll show you that. It's in Deuteronomy 7, 9. It says, therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandment. Now, Jesus is giving us a mandate to love. He says, I am giving you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. Because this is how people, this is how the people at your workplace, the people in the car park, the people at church, the people at your children's school, the people everywhere you go, this is how everyone will know that you are my disciples. Yeah? So Jesus not only spoke about love, he physically loved people, he shared himself, he healed people, he delivered them, he fed them. You know, he fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. He raised people from the dead. I pray that today that God will heal us. He will heal our hearts so that we are released to love. I pray that he will provide for us so that in turn we can provide for others. That he will lift us up out of the downhill and place us among princes. Amen. Now, we not need only to speak about love. Okay, we need to do love. We should be generous to those who are in need. Do you know that you can lend to the Lord when an economic crisis is hard out there, right? Banks are raising their rates. We have all manner of accounts with the bank. 
But you can bank with the Lord. You can, you know, each time you put, say, tin of baked beans or anything you've got in the food bank, do you know what you're doing? You're lending to the Lord and he says that he will pay back what you have given. Now, Lord, love leads us to do that. There are many things we can do. So think on these things and how you can form your love, how you can love on the people around you is so important because you are showing God. So finally, I just want to encourage us. Let's go and be love. Yeah? Because 1 Corinthians 13, that's the book of love. It talks all about love and then it says at the end, and now abide faith, hope, love, these three But the greatest of these is love. Amen. God bless you.